0: You trying to be a street cop? Uh-huh. happy monday everybody we are going to talk about a few things uh i was in vegas the past four days uncle den needed a break i was out there uh relaxing and ingesting some adult beverages but i'm back now i'm half normal we have class tomorrow with the Monmouth county police academy looking forward to all the people that are coming out you know full class i think we're packed we have might have one or two spots left. If you're looking to get in for tomorrow's class, if this is your first time seeing this, go to streetcoptraining.com. You can register there. We probably have one or two spots left. I have to check. The last time I saw it, we were really close to being completely sold out. That's one of those venues where we have a limited seating capacity where we can only fit so many people in it. Plus, it's after uh, Labor Day weekend. And if you're familiar with the Jersey Shore, you know that it's very hard for a lot of Monmouth County towns to send personnel because they're dealing with so much of a shore crowd. But we're going to talk about While I was away, people were messaging me, and I'm going to do a video on a few of those messages that I got. Uh, Unfortunately, it's very hard for me to answer questions when I'm about a a, a .23 after going to pool parties all over the place. But um, I'm back here, going to answer some questions. One of the questions that a few people sent in to me was regarding Collins v. Virginia, which is a U.S. Supreme Court case that came out about the automobile uh, exception not extending to the curtilage of a house. And I'm going to explain a little bit of it to you. Uh, It really doesn't change anything for anybody across the country You'll just have to exercise some due caution. We've seen this before in New Jersey. There's a recent case that came out. Um, again, a lot of these cases don't really have a huge impact uh, on a grand scale. With 99% of the time, you're not going to run into this certain circumstance. Let me talk about Collins versus Virginia first. Then we're going to go to a little bit of explanation of why you would ask for problem, uh, for consent with PC for New Jersey police officers. This is U.S. Supreme Court stuff, so this can apply to everybody in the group. I want to welcome all the new members. Guys, if you're looking for something specific, check out the search function in the group. You can just put search the group uh, because I have done a lot of videos. I've been doing videos for uh, a year and a half now. So there's there's hundreds of hours of videos where you may be able to find an explanation for the question uh, that you're looking to have answered right away. If I'm not available to come on live or message you back, a lot of times we aren't. So for the next two days, I'll be teaching. It'll be very difficult for me to come on this screen or this computer or your Facebook uh, do a live video and, and answer your questions. But I have a little time today as we're doing class prep for tomorrow. Here's what happened in Collins versus Virginia. Uh, a police officer is told about a stolen motorcycle. They develop this gentleman, Mr. Collins, as a suspect. So what he does is let me explain it to you here. First of all, you gotta know what cartilage is. It's the immediate area, the area immediately surrounding the associated with, with the homes, considered part of the home itself for Fourth Amendment purposes. So it says, thus when an officer Go back here. So, Officer Rhodes discovers photographs. Got a little myself there. Wrong page. Uh, I have stuff highlighted here. As you see, I'm going through things. I have, these are the important things in the case law, not the whole. And a lot of, a lot of people are going to read this and go, well, we can't do this anymore. That's not necessarily the case. If you got to read it and understand what they're getting at here. That's how you read case law. You just can't read it, assume something, and then put it into application like everybody's been doing that stupid shit for years. Take some time to read it, make sure you understand it, interpret it, and then apply. So here's what happens. Uh, Rhodes gets this job and he finds, uh, he says, Officer Rhodes discovered photographs on Collins' Facebook profile of an orange and black motorcycle parked in the driveway house. He drove to the house and parked on the street. From there, he could see what appeared to be the motorcycle under the white tarp parked in the same location as the motorcycle in the photograph. Here's some key words. Without a search warrant, Officer Rhodes walked up to the top of the driveway, removed a tarp confirmed that the motorcycle was stolen by running a license plate and the vehicle identification numbers, took a photograph of the uncovered motorcycle, replaced the tarp, returned to his car, waited for Collins, and then arrested him. So, look, here's the first problem. This wasn't a plain view exception, where he pulled up, saw the motorcycle, and inherently it was right there. He pulled up, suspected it would be there, saw this bike, went and removed the tarp, almost like searching somebody's house is what they're saying. If you believe it's there, you have enough PC to believe that it's a motorcycle, you're going to have to get a search warrant. So essentially what would have been um, – somebody just texted Matt, why are you texting me while we're doing videos? Um, essentially what should have been done probably – and I'm not Monday morning quarterback. And now we know what we have to do. If you have certain circumstances like this, you're going to have to get a search warrant. You have pre-existing knowledge of a crime that took place. The vehicle may be located here, which is considered in curtilage of the home. You just can't go there, walk up and have an intrusion on the property without a plain view exception to the uh, or, you know, where you're seeing something in plain view. Very different. If if the bike was uncovered, you'd have different circumstances here. It wouldn't be challenged. But because it was covered and you didn't inherently know that that was the bike itself, you probably should have got a search warrant. At a very minimum, you should have asked for consent to search uh, from the homeowner himself. Now, that's what they say here. So because without a search warrant, Officer Rhodes Uh, Let's see. Replace the tarp, blah, blah. And here's what they said. The automobile exception does not permit the warrantless entry of a home or its curtilage in order to search a vehicle therein. So here's some more stuff. Curtilage is the area immediately surrounding the associated with the home. It is considered part of the home itself for Fourth Amendment purposes. Thus, when an officer physically intrudes on the curtilage to gather evidence, a Fourth Amendment search uh, has occurred and is presumptively unreasonable absent a warrant. As an initial matter... The part of the driveway where Collins' motorcycle was parked and subsequently searched is curtilage. What's interesting is here they say, as an, as an initial matter, the part of the driveway where motorcycle was parked subsequently searched is curtilage. So they're saying the closer it is to the house, the more important it is. When Officer Road searched the motorcycle was parked inside a partially enclosed top portion of the driveway that abuts the house. Just like a front porch side gardener outside the front window. So it's interesting wording here that they're saying, look... That's how big the driveway is. Is it at the bottom of the driveway? You can walk up. You know, this one seems to real, be real close to the house. Uh, that's something that's discretionary. You're going to have to make a decision on in the field when you come across something like that. And so started writing in like, what are we going to do now? Well, I mean, it just, remember, we're just talking about the automobile exception doesn't apply. So what are you going to do? You're going to establish PC and apply for a search warrant. Like you wouldn't have the automobile exception. If you guys don't know how to do a search warrant, we have in our list things to do to teach all of you how to write a search warrant give you the proper documentation. It should apply from state to state. The principles are exactly the same. You may want to get a a template in your police department to look at, to have on hand, if you ever run into this kind of problem. So, uh, you know, it's hard to dictate. I need you to know that this exists, but it's hard to dictate if you're really ever going to have to use this. This is a very, very unique case to itself. They are saying certain things, but there's a lot of stuff to inserting in there. Like it really depended where it was parked on the driveway. They didn't say, in this, well, if it was parked down at the bottom, and again, I'm reading the I'm reading the case brief on it because I have to prep for class tomorrow. I'm gonna to go through the whole thing and see if there's anything that's different on it. So, um, it says nothing in this court's law suggests that the automobile exception gives an officer the right to enter a home or its cartilage to access a vehicle without a warrant. So basically, just because the automobile exception exists doesn't mean you go into somebody's garage and start searching their car. You're gonna to have to get a search warrant, or you're gonna to have to get consent for that to apply. I think it could be very different under a lot of different circumstances. But if you want to play it safe, let's say you go to a service call and you're walking up somebody's driveway and there's a car there that maybe it's not. I mean, you know, if you have plain view, that's different. But maybe you have um, some kind of PC that would allow you to search the automobile. Maybe under these circumstances, if you feel like it's curtilage close enough to the house, you would ask for consent or seize the car pending a search warrant. You have to go through the search warrant process. That's probably the safest way to go. That's my advice if you're running into that, because now we have U.S. Supreme Court law. And you guys all have to follow. Everybody in this country must follow what this thing says, because you can't change it. You can make it more strict, but you can't change it. Now, um, on to the second question. And again, what's interesting is a lot of people in New Jersey, we had a time period in New Jersey that we had a case called uh, State versus Peña Flores, where they talk about agency plus PC. We had no more automobile exception we got it back in 2015 with state versus william witt when our automobile exception was restored we didn't have to play games anymore and get search warrants it was a nightmare so what people tended to forget was years ago we had a scope of a search now there's a lot of new people who have been around for quite some time since we lost the automobile exception never worked under the automobile exception didn't know what we had to do back then and you just got to go back in history a little bit and read some case law in the past to understand how do we fix some of the problems that we have here, namely New Jersey. Now, please understand, if you're a state that has a scope requirement, like I think New York has something like this, but New Jersey, just because we have the odor of marijuana in a car doesn't mean we automatically get the whole car bumper to bumper, just so we're all clear. And, you know, I would I would say, you know, I, I know that other states they have no problem with this, but we don't. So... The first thing I want to address is if you're searching a motor vehicle and you're working within the limits of your probable cause and you are not asking for consent to search or searching the trunk or under the hood of a car, you're making a grave mistake. You are missing the things. Guys are like, oh, we had this car. We searched the interior to find anything. I'm like, cool. What was in the trunk? They're like, well, we didn't search the trunk. Well, why not? Well, our PC didn't allow us to go into the trunk. Well, I don't understand. Why would you not ask for consent? Well, I don't know. They don't like it when we do that here. So the question I post to you is first is this. If if you have enough... Now, generally in New Jersey, you're almost always going to only have the interior department of the car. Most of the time. You know, um, if you read State versus Austin, 1981, it's a gun job, which allowed them to search the entire car. But to get under the hood, which is important, if you're in my two-day class, we'd put pictures up in that, in that class of why it's important to search under the hood of a car because that's where stuff is hidden. If you're in these other groups on Facebook, which I implore you to join... You're gonna see that they're popping hoods and finding shit all over the place because you know what? They know that you, as a police officer, is not gonna search under the hood of a car because you guys don't fucking do it, and it's a big mistake. And you guys are missing things. Well, we didn't. We thought we had something for sure. Did you look under the hood of the car? No. Why? I've never seen anybody do that. Well, I'm telling you, you're making a mistake. So when there's criticisms on how do we go from a small amount of marijuana into the trunk or under the hood? Well, here's here's a simple explanation. First of all, again. Most of the time, you're not able to, to go past the interior department of a car. So, I don't reference a case that we use in class all the time. And what they did, how it was done, because we have these cases called Patino, Letman, and Guerrero that dictate PC equals a scope of a search and allows you to, go to certain places. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you're stopping a car and you're authorized to search the interior compartment, you can do it one of two ways. This is, the, this is my advice to you to help you in the field. The first way is this: go ahead and search the car. When you search it and find a half-smoked joint and you have nothing that allows you to go into the trunk. This is New Jersey, guys. Let me just be real clear on this. This is New Jersey. When you have a half-smoked joint that now won't let you to access the trunk of the car because that's all you found, well, then what do you do from that point forward? Well, you go back to the guy who or girl whose car you're searching. Hey, uh, and this may sound a little nutty, but this is how you have to do it. Um, so we search into your apartment car. you car. We have found this, half, um, this half-smoked joint. I would implore you to read Miranda because at this point now it attaches because they're technically in custody because you have CDS that even actually attaches from when they when they smell. It says it right in state versus judge. And uh, I would read the Miranda and say to them, um, we would like to search the trunk of your car. We would like to search under the hood of your car. Would you grant us consent to search to do so? And if they say yes, well, certainly you can take it now because you were searching to your department. You didn't find anything. Now you want to search more compartments, but you need permission. Well, without a PC hit from a dog or a warrant, you're going to need consent to search. So you would say to that person, hey, would you sign this consent to search for We want to search the trunk. If they're saying things like, you know, you're not searching the trunk. Well, guess where it is. Guess where it is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you're not looking under the hood. You know, people have said to me things like this. Um, you can search the inside, but you can't search the trunk or vice versa. Guess what they're trying to hide and where it probably is. In the trunk, under the hood. Don't play games with a consent form, be very direct. Because if they refuse, without when you when the when the threat is calmly given, because there's PC and case law to I'm sorry, case law to support this, you're allowed to advise people in your next step for or pursuit for further action. So you could say to somebody, hey, if you don't want to give consent to search, that's fine. At this junction now, we'll contact the canine unit, have the dog come out sniff the car if the dog gives a positive indication which we you know you don't got to say which we already know he's going to do which, if the dog is a positive indication for presence of narcotics in your vehicle we'll search the car bumper to bumper people always ask well how is that justified well when you talk to any kite canine handler you have to understand that odor travels within the car so you may have something in the front left headlight that the dog is scratching on in the right rear tail light why is that because as the car travels air is pushed through the car all throughout the crevices of the car And a lot of times, any canine guy will tell you that they could be scratching on the right rear quarter panel. We're finding things in the glove box. That's where it was because odor travels through the cracks of the car. You don't know where it It can actually change. You can have a dog indicate on a car, give it 10 minutes, let the wind blow through it, and the dog may hit somewhere else because the odor is getting picked up somewhere else. It's hard. It's, it's, It's not easy for a dog to hone in directly when you have air and odor traveling through. Uh, a motor vehicle. You can watch this in, in police videos. You can ask any canine guy this. That's what authorizes us to search the entire car, bumper to bumper, when you have a canine indication. Now, you can do this the second way. This is my second advice to you. The second way you can do it is before even searching the car, maybe advise people, "Hey, how are you? Um, we have the odor of marijuana in your car, or whatever we have, will permit us at this junction to search the interior compartment of your car." Okay. However. We may go into the car and find things that allows us to expand the scope of our search, to go into the trunk and under the hood of the car. But right now, we don't. What I'm asking you for is consent to search of your motor vehicle. Would you grant me consent to search? And then if they say no, you're just going to call for a canine. You go to the same thing. But if they say yes, it's completely fine. I'm going to read you an excerpt out of State versus Judge 1994 when people... Were brought up in the realm of needing consent to expand search versus people that we're dealing with now that forgot how things had to work. Remember that the question I'm posing to you is this: if you have PC that only lets you search the interior compartment of the car, how do you get into the trunk or how do you get under the hood? That's all I want to know. So when you tell me that you're roundtabling this, you guys are volleying this idea around, I want to know how I'm not making sense. I want to know how everybody that has followed this stuff that I'm giving them Has had no issue in court with this When it's explained this way That they know they can't expand They don't want to violate the rights of somebody By going into the trunk And finding something that they shouldn't have found But That's, that's the point I'm making They have told me that Because I got consent It was good to go There was no argument on the consent Especially when you're doing it correctly Don't play games with the consent form Be direct with people They want to refuse Let them refuse I'm gonna read a little piece out of uh, State versus Judge, which is a which is a primary case that everybody should know. That's why the course is named Case Law that every cop should know. It says after the three occupants were removed by the vehicle and searched by Trooper Acevedo returned his focus to the vehicle. A small plastic bag containing greenish-brown vegetation was found in plain view on the console. Two partially smoked marijuana cigarettes were also in plain view on the center console. Trooper Acevedo then opened the gym bag, found in the backseat, and seized a large plastic bag contained uh, that contained Two smaller bags of suspected marijuana defendant admitted the gym bag belonged to him shortly thereafter. defendant signed a consent to search of the trunk of the vehicle. A tan gym bag was found in the trunk contained six plastic bags of suspected marijuana. A scale was found in the gym bag as well. Neither of the occupants admitted ownership of the tan gym bag or its contents. Defendant was under the continuous observation of the state trooper uh, of trooper Fortunato during the entire search of passengers. so you can see here years ago when we understood the concept and there were people out there employing this correctly, you had this state trooper in a good case who got consent. Nobody ever said, why'd you get consent? The courts understand that. You're not allowed to go into the trunk. You can't go into the hood for any reason. So yeah, we'd like to see you use consent. And if you have the forms, use the forms. So that's my rant regarding that. That's how you explain it. So when it's an- when anybody wants to antagonize or rebut this advice, just tell me, how do you get into the trunk? And why are you searching cars? When you have the PC, you're at a criminal motor vehicle stop, and you're searching cars, and yet you're not going to search into the trunk of the car? I hear this shit from these guys. Who is training you? So, um, and it makes me think, like, you're a product of, the, of your environment. Like, what's the train of thought? Well, I always ask guys with 15-plus years in the job, in class, like, would you ever search a car and not search the trunk? You know, I understand. what I'm saying is, is legally, I want you to search the trunk, not illegally. That's what I'm trying to prove a point to you here. Oh, this guy's crazy. Am I crazy? Am I crazy, or am I at a hundred percent correct, and you are hundred percent wrong? Think about it. I'd like to see your side of the argument. Send me your messages in. Send me your emails. Yet I have not seen one since I've been advocating this. We had a case come out at the appellate le- uh, division level. Uh, it's unpublished, so it doesn't matter. But it was State versus Houston. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. something like that. Uh, I think it's Maurice Houston. But you can Google State versus Houston. Uh, it came out in December of 2017. Had these police officers who were involved in this stopped and gotten consent before expanding the scope of their search, this would not have been case law. It would have been fixed. We don't want to create new case law. We want to work within the stuff that we have to ensure that the cases that we put together and and send up to the court are are bulletproof. They're locked tight. Why fuck around in the gray area? Like, it's black and white, folks. Know what you're doing. There is no gray area. I've I've advocated this before. Teach the gray area. Bullshit. We teach you how to avoid the gray area so your cases are locked up tight. To this day, I have not gotten one phone call where any advice or any education that we've given anybody has ever caused anything but a great turnout in court saving the case. So that's the rant on that. Hopefully that answered your question. And I have one more from uh, from Nico here. He actually wrote me a while back. And then guys, there are other people who have messaged me. I'm getting to it. It's three o'clock. I got to do... Uh, Class prep for tomorrow There's a lot of stuff That's got to go on So he goes uh, Quick question scenario Guy gets into a crash Overturns his vehicle As the tow company Comes and flips the vehicle A cloth bag is found Next to the driver's side Outside the vehicle All right Officer In Lombard. Officer goes into the bag And finds suspected Crack cocaine Good or bad um, You got to give me More details dude And that's why I wanted you to watch The video So if you're on here uh, You know Right also, in the same scenario, if the vehicle after the vehicle flips over, the officer makes entry to gather documents to the vehicle from the Globe compartment. Sees in flame view, wax paper bag is on the floor. Is this now good enough to search the vehicle? No. There was a case that came out, oh, man, off the top of my head, years ago. This is New Jersey, so people are watching around the country. This is New Jersey. You'll have your, your we got to address some Jersey stuff, but we do a lot of tactical shit. If you've been part of the group, you know that. We're going to go into a lot of behavior stuff. Class will be good tomorrow. We go live from class. Everybody around the country will get a lot of value out of that, so pay attention. Um. So there's a case I, Off the top of my head I don't know the name of it uh, I, might, oh, I, don't, I took it out of my Oh let me just see if I have it in here I know I don't It's in my old program You gotta understand When I'm writing these programs We only have so much time in class There was a case where a car flips over The state trooper goes into the car To retrieve documents Without asking permission From the driver of the car Who was on scene He was not being medevaced out He never Gave him the opportunity to retrieve his documents, found drugs, and it got suppressed. So, no. As to question two, no. You have to. If somebody's on scene, you'll have to give them the opportunity first um, to go into the car. Now, if you're developing PC in a plain view, you can go in and retrieve things and items in plain view. Remember, the automobile exception allows you to search a car when it is readily movable and mobile. So, if you have a car that's disabled... And there's contents inside. Maybe the car smells like weed, but it's being dragged up onto a flatbed, or it's, it's, it, it, you can't search it now. You have to stop, either get consent or apply for a search warrant. You might need a canine hit for that search warrant as well. It's usually what they require in New Jersey. But um, the cloth one, I'll have to get more examples of that, dude. I don't know what it really has to be. See, a lot of people pose questions to me, and there's a lot more to it than just a bag outside of a car. You know, were other people on scene? Did you hold the bag up and say to people, hey, is this your bag? Was there nobody on scene? You just found the bag out there and you have to open it as abandoned property to see whose it is. So there's so many variables when you pose a general question that I'm picking on you, dude, just to know that I can't give you a good answer on it. I'm trying to give you a few different answers on how to how to approach that situation. So I think today's video was good. I hope you all got some fucking value out of it. Sorry, I cursed. I try not to curse. It's just who I am. So take this back, apply, do your thing. And uh, looking forward to seeing all of you coming up. The new one day course is slamming, guys. Check out treecoptraining.com. We'll be scheduling that probably next week for the fall. We're going to be done. It's our last. Oh, June 9th, if you guys want to come to uh, a free class, Somerville, on a Saturday, 9 to 1. We're doing a Saturday class for people on admin schedules, but you, anybody's welcome to come. We have room left. We have plenty of room. We can fit a lot of people in that room. I didn't realize how big it was. You're more than welcome to attend. It's 9 to 1. We won't kill your whole Saturday. To free one-day course that most people pay over hundred dollars to a ten or a hundred, going up price uh, soon, not, not dramatically, just a little bit because we don't want people to, to pay here. And uh, I know that Wednesday, coming up June sixth, we are having a, a meetup at the Tiki Bar in in Point Pleasant. The weather is not looking too good right now, so for those of you who plan on attending, I'm going to announce tomorrow whether or not we're going to be going forward with that. Uh, the good Lord may have intervened with that as well. Uh, and canceled another one of our meetups, but we'll figure it out. I'll see you guys later.